Girlwise is a safe space to learn and discuss all kinds of topics through anecdotes and evidence-based research. I'm your host, Brenda Nicole, and welcome to Girlwise. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I've been feeling this strange sadness recently, seeing all the things going on in the world that have made me feel a bit hopeless. I'm unsure if you guys can relate, but just this week I heard about the peaceful protests the students were doing in my city against the state university that were unfortunately turned violent by the police, and I felt this horrible sensation of helplessness because no matter how strong mine and other people's efforts are, I do not hold enough power to make a significant difference, or at least that's how it feels. And this is just one topic of the many that we are bombarded with, talking about how climate change is going to kill millions of poor people in the next 20 years, a global recession that is on the horizon, how my generation, Gen Z, is projected to be poor for its entire lifetime, this impending doom of another world war, and the list goes on and on and on. It seems like the world is collapsing, and the persistent ways the news pushes its information onto us doesn't help. There is an epidemic of hopelessness for the future. I was speaking to my therapist about this, and she told me how life is all about the mindset we carry. So because it's been so present on my mind this week, and every day... I wanted to speak about this existential doom we may all be feeling and some techniques that hopefully may be able to help us. Hey everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to give a clear and important disclaimer to ensure that listeners understand the limitations of the advice given on this podcast. I am not a professional or expert on the topics being discussed, and you should always use your own judgment when it comes to where you stand on a subject and making decisions. While I do my best to direct you in what I think is the right direction, it is always wise to consult with a qualified professional when seeking advice on a particular issue. References will be in the show notes so you can take Take a look at the places I'm getting my information from as well. You know your own story and situation better than anyone else, so do what is best for you always. Thank you so much, and enjoy this episode. What I just described can be called existential depression. Many people argue whether or not the amount of news or information is good for us or not, but the truth of the matter is that a lot of us do find it overwhelming, and it can cause fear and worry to arise when we learn about what is happening all the time. A lot of new sites rely on clicks and engagement. Professor Loretta Bruning says, there's this idea of following the news to be an informed citizen, but a lot of what you see today is gossip elevated to a sophisticated level, end quote. This was proven true when I was researching for this episode as I found an article titled, quote, worried about the earth's future? Well, the outlook is worse than even scientists can grasp, end quote. Okay, that totally makes me feel better. Can we really handle being informed about everything at all times? Existential psychiatrist Irvin Yalom talked about the four main concerns of existence, which are death. Of course, it is inevitable 
and looming over all of us. Freedom, talking about the fact that the world is not inherently structured, but it is up to us to make rules for ourselves to self-govern in the form of customs, traditions, governments, and so on. Isolation, meaning that no one can truly and fundamentally know us, which makes us always alone. And the culmination of all three, meaninglessness. And I want to read a quote from a book explaining this, which I found so insightful. And it says, quote, If we must die, if in our freedom we have to arbitrarily construct our own world, and if each of us is ultimately alone, then what absolute meaning does life have? End quote. And basically what this is saying is that if we're all going to die, there are no rules for us that we just have to make up along the way and hope that they're correct, and we're always fundamentally alone, then why are we even here? Existential depression is actually more common in adults who were considered gifted children. So if that helps, there's that piece of information. For me, it's not just about these things, but added on top of that, the prospect of rapid decay and not being able to do enough in time. But we know what we're feeling, so what can we do about it? My therapist, going back to that, mentioned this quote that says, Pain is unavoidable, but suffering isn't. Meaning that we cannot control what happens, but we can control how we process it. Pain is universal and necessary. Physical pain informs us that something is wrong and we must pay attention to it. Emotional pain is a raw emotion that helps us create empathy and care for ourselves and others. It's straightforward, though unpleasant. Suffering, on the other hand, is messy and can grow and fester. Unlike pain, it can become a complicated mess of intrusive thoughts, self-pity, and muddy our experiences and fill us with doubt. It does not allow us to learn from and accept the pain, but instead increase the discomfort and elongate it. This quote from Psychology Today describes it as suffering restless with the pain, trying to deny it or bargain with it, judging it, blaming it on someone, projecting it into the future, regretting it from the past. By doing all of this, suffering becomes the center of your experience. And it goes on to say, when you judge sadness as a weakness, grief becomes grief plus guilt plus pressure to act happy, even when happiness isn't an authentic emotion. So no matter how much we try to push it away, it's not possible. In fact, telling ourselves that we shouldn't be feeling this way incorporates shame and guilt for something completely normal. Yet carrying unresolved feelings towards pain and projecting it into our future over fear creates this suffering. So all of that is to say that I don't want to suffer the consequences of the future while they're not even here. And that is something that I have been trying to come to terms with and grasp a lot recently. I have had many therapy sessions about it. This doom that we're feeling is something that we're bringing onto ourselves because nothing has happened yet. And so it's time to learn how to live with positive prospects so that we're not already feeling the pain of the future while we're in the present. Well, there are three tips that I found to accept what's happening now. 
and they are learn to accept that feelings are here to stay. It's not about pushing what's making you suffer away. Rather, it's about working through it. Then it's time to fully experience it. Working through it means feeling all of it. No emotion or physical sensation is bad. It's about listening to what we need. And then notice what connotations you have towards pain. And remember that just because you think it doesn't make it true. Maybe you think that things are only going to get worse and you're going to be miserable. But pain does not define your life. So what we're really feeling is the pain of the future. The pain of a potential war. The pain of famine and disease. The pain of not having running water. But indulging ourselves into these fears does nothing positive for the future. The most important thing to keep in mind is that we must stay grounded. We cannot torture ourselves with possibilities of the future. I am learning this myself. We can create a life worth living now while working towards something better in the future. We don't have to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. The possibilities are actually, probability-wise, endless. Maybe aliens do exist and they'll help our planet. Maybe we'll invent a Titan computer that will solve climate change in an instant. Maybe we'll wake up and realize this was all a dream. But until then, we must live in the now to not suffer in the possible prospects of the future. And this is the best hope we've got. So why not take it? And so we get to Ask Me Anything, the ending segment of the podcast, when you can ask me anything. Today's question is, why are tomatoes fruits? Tomatoes are considered fruits because, botanically, a fruit is a ripened flower ovary that contains seeds, meaning that that flower transformed into the fruit, and inside the fruit, there are seeds that can start the process all over again. However, in the food world, it is widely referred to as a vegetable because of the taste notes that it gives. They're not very high in sugar, so they're used as vegetables to cook with. There are also many other culinary vegetables that are botanically fruits like cucumbers, zucchinis, and so on. And that's how we're classifying, scientifically at least, those kinds of foods. Thank you so much for your question. And if you'd like to send in a question, don't forget that you can do so by sending an email to girlwisepod at gmail.com. G-I-R-L-W-I-S-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. I know this was a shorter episode, but I've had a lot going on, so please forgive me. Hopefully next week's episode is going to be right back on track. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!